We're back. We back <sighs> in a regularly timed fashion. <laughs> I crawling myself to the computer this morning was among the more difficult things I've done in a while. I was Why didn't like, you walk? What? Why didn't you at walk? At 11 a.m. crawl. Oh, I always crawl to the to the podcast machine. Um, you've seen my office. It's it's down a tunnel below my home. So yeah, yeah, that's um, true. And the ceilings are very low. Very, very low. It takes a um, while to edit out, I'll edit out all the dripping sounds, listeners. So I hope you appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, the dripping is one thing. I just wish the eerie wine was either there the whole time. Or much softer. Because the problem is it's just intermittent and random. But you know what? Yeah. That's how the magic happens. I can't podcast anywhere else. I use D-Eerie on that so I can get most (laughs) of it out. Which is different than Dairy, uh, which is a different plugin to get uh, milk sounds out of uh, audio. Uh, Yeah. A lot of milkshake drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, wait. welcome back to the podcast with by far the least milk sounds. I think be, uh, because two <laughs> of the three hosts that. do not consume milk and That's the third right. host really consumes it rather sparingly. <laughs> oh, wait. This is... Did, actually... You had I, this if morning? I, if I may, not only did I not have milk, but I actually just abandoned this file because I tried over the break keeping an audio diary of each time I had the eggnog that you motherfuckers left in my house. And I tried to do a little eggnog diary, but it was so boring and then I forgot to do it. But just know that I attempted this piece of content. Your eggnog diary was boring? (laughs) It was just a Um, lot of me drinking eggnog on mic. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that sounds like that would be. So welcome back to the show, Yo's This Racist, the show with by far the least milk sounds on mic. Uh, That we could promise you in 2023. (laughs) Um, I'm Tony Newsom, that's Andrew T. We got our producer, Kevin Bartelt, and we will be getting to your delightful racism voicemails in a moment. But first, we will... Say what's up and welcome each other back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Andrew, you had family in town. It looked cute and fun. I had family. I um, bought my eight-month-old nephew a set of bongos. And I kept trying to take videos of us playing the bongos where I called him a beatnik. But for whatever reason, here's, let me tell you this, what I learned over over the uh, holiday break. Eight-month-olds are the worst actors I have ever worked with. Cannot take direction. Never does it the same way twice. Useless. Mm -hmm. Fucking useless. Can't take a note. Very dramatic. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're working with an actor who other people have had good experience (laughs) with and they seem to only be uh, unable to... Jay Leno worked with the baby and said it was awesome. Yeah. I, I would just say th- three fingers on that hand might be pointing back at yourself. Oh my goodness. This is actors sticking up for each other. Look, I'm just saying when people get a bad reputation, I go, what were the circumstances surrounding that? Huh? Mm-hmm. What were the circumstances surrounding when they got this quote unquote bad reputation? My sister did point out that I spent um, all, all of the holidays with a college uneducated white male from the South. So I'm, re- I'm branching out, you know, you're doing that, the work. Kid's, that kid's a Trump voter is what I'm saying. No, I think you're doing the work. Um, I did. When you sent a video of him playing the bongos, I did say he's genetically predisposed to play on the ones and threes. And it's up to you to correct that. 
<laughs> he a terrible, <laughs> terrible musician. He couldn't. He, he was actually, I will say, much better than I thought he was. He was. He was really hitting those things as loud yeah. as you need to. It was great. I played yeah. um, rock band for the first time in a couple of years. It was a lot of fun uh, at Leah's uh, sister's place. They have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And I was impressed with the amount of metal music they have uh, yeah. on rock band. And so Leah took a video of me and her brother-in-law playing a metal band called Lamb of God and their uh, one-year-old baby, like holding a little <laughs> Minnie Mouse doll, and like, do, like, kind of dancing with her along to uh, the most disgusting uh, music I could find. Um, it was a lot of fun. I love that. I love rock band. I, I haven't thought about that in a minute. Oh, it was that fun. really is. Well, specifically drums on rock band. Wow, we were really just. By the way, we're doing this because none of us could look up. The the news this week, the racism news just seemed like depressing fascist shit. And so, listen, we don't have anything to say about either Brazil's fascists or America's fascists other than fuck them. Um, mm -hmm. So, back to rock band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, drums is the closest, I think, to uh, the... Yeah. Versus the guitars, obviously. Guitars aren't six uh, color-coded buttons. Um, but <laughs> I also got the um, Rocksmith, which is like you can plug a cable into your guitar and play. Oh, yeah. um, oh whoa. Yeah, and actually play along to the songs, which is pretty fun. So That's fun. I love that there's a generation of people like learning drums through and, and guitar through video games. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a cool way to... Uh, have like a different type of person get interested in music. I think people used to sort of turn their nose up at the guitar heroes of it all and being like, this, that's not real lessons. It's like, well, guess what? Duolingo also isn't real Spanish lessons, but you know, yeah. It, yeah. It's, some, uh, it's furthering some people's interest. So totally. some Mario teaches typing shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Oh my uh, God. We also haven't had a, a record in, not in person, but we haven't had a record together in a lot of weeks because we banked all that stuff. So we're just Almost hanging because we haven't we haven't gotten a closer, chance to hang. Yeah. Closer to a month than not. Yeah. yeah. Right? That, mm -hmm. That's what we call a successful holiday banking because sometimes we try to do that and we still end up having to meet every week. <laughs> we really well, successfully took some time off. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, you know, are we recharged? Of no. course not. But no. are we less tired I'm not, but you know, are we different? Yes, the quality, the quality of the tiredness is different, and different umami to the tired. If you want to see some of this low ass energy in in practice in San Francisco, on I want to say February fourth at Cobb's Comedy Club. Cobb's Comedy Club. I don't have a number of the time when it starts that's how a you number say that, of right? the time <laughs> excuse me miss you have the number of the time the number of the time um, i believe it is at 4 p.m i believe let me double check look i can pull up an email right now i can pull up an email right now and find out <laughs> uh while you're doing that i'll tell another uh, holiday story with the three-year-old and the one-year-old they both call they're uh going to daycare uh their work because their parents go to work. So they're like, <laughs> I have to go to work too. And um, one of them got like this kind of uh, 
Rube Goldberg, like marble toy configuration. And Leah's sister said, oh, great, choking toys uh, when she <laughs> opened it up. 7.30. Sorry. 7.30. 7.30. That's the number. Saturday, February 4th. Okay. Ahead, and so the teacher said, uh, what did you get for Christmas, sweetheart? And the three-year-old went, choking toys. <laughs> <laughs> choking toys. Well, um. that's fine. And I'm sure the nice visit from various members of the government that your sister got is perfect. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful. I also would be remiss if I did not add that I also have a Sponturco show oh, with my yeah. friends Paul F. Tompkins, Eugene Cordero, and... Eugene Corgero? That sounds much His more enemy. appealing than whack-ass Eugene Cordero. No one Eugene. loves him. What if it was Eugene Corgero? That's what I'm going to start trying to make happen. Yeah. Um, and Janet I'm Barney. I'm loving that. Spontorco show is uh, that same night, Saturday, February 4th, at 10 p.m. at the Great Star Theater. So Fine. come see a full San Francisco day of me talking. <laughs> Also, if you're if you're in the right place, you're going to get to see Tawny rushing from one venue to the other. Yeah, that's true. That's the <laughs> real show. Goes. Try to catch me nope. running between things and trying to like eat half of a, a chicken salad wrap or something. Ooh, Ooh that sounds good. The San Francisco <laughs> the San Francisco treat. Wait, while we're plugging things, I think yeah. I should just do this up top. Star Trek Cruise, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Star yeah. Trek Cruise. For all y'all Star Trek heads that listen to this show for some reason, come see me on that boat. I'm going to be on that boat. Paul F. is going to be there, too. I don't know if that's been announced, but we're going to do the uh, the official podcast on that boat and some other stuff. I don't know what to expect. I've never been on the Star Trek Cruise before, so it's going to be It's going to be so awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, Andrew I have, almost came with me. <laughs> I, I just... There's many work-related reasons that I probably shouldn't. Um, and when we found out we'd have to share a stateroom, I was like, oh, that's right. That <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I still might come as a fan. Um, <laughs> plenty of room for you as a, as a fan and not my guest. Yeah, then we have plenty. Um, <laughs> wow, that's so that's so awesome. I think that, that might be, and this is probably odd and a an very incorrect impulse, but I think the COVID-19 virus really mm. turned me around on the idea of cruises that I think I love the idea of a cruise. No, you don't. You I just don't. Like, you like a buffet. Have you been on one? I, you don't I like cruises. On, you like food. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I went on one cruise when I was 15 years old wow. with my parents, which, c- cool, the coolest thing. Um, it was me, my disc man, five CDs that I listened to over and over again, and then me and my cousins trying once a day to sneak onto the topless deck. Um, (laughs) The topless deck? Once a day. (laughs) Yeah, there's... I I think on most cruise ships, for whatever reason, there is a, like, I I assume 18 plus, 21 plus topless deck at the very top of of the boat. I also say that most, maybe not. I don't know. Certainly the one I went on, which I assume... Knowing my parents was just, you know, whatever the most generic carnival or I don't even know what other big company. Yeah. Like, it, like whatever cruise we went on was just like the plainest Jane cruise you can do. Plain Jane so, cruises. So well, welcome. Yeah, but for a 15-year-old, really not a lot you can do on a cruise. Yeah, I, we tried to sneak into the casino too. Wow, I, I didn't know arcade. there were so many... 
adult activities, adult only activities on cruises. I've only ever been on the Joko cruise, which was, you know, similar to the Star Trek thing, like a niche mm-hmm. interest based yeah. thing where I went as a performer. I've never I've never just been a passenger on a cruise. I think on a regular cruise, the main thing, and this is probably like there's elements of this that are dark that I'm not really fully comprehending, but I think there's a lot to like we're in international waters now. Oh my god. <laughs> that that drive the the point of view of what people want to do. So you can do all sorts of stuff, like walk around with open containers of liquor. You can do yeah. racketeering. Yeah. You can do... Um, <laughs> Light embezzlement. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, no, truly, I, I, I do believe that is like... Uh, I don't know about the appeal for most people, but it is an appeal for a not insignificant number of people, as far as I understand. I've only been you on a cruise You can confess to crimes and no one can prosecute you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, sounds great. Come see me on the Star Trek cruise. Who knows what will happen? <laughs> well, uh, the only thing we haven't plugged yet is uh, basically what this first 15 minutes has been an ad for, uh, which is <laughs> our subscription site and our, <laughs> quote, non-racism shows, uh, where we basically just do what we just did for the past 15 minutes. You know, yeah. talk, hang out, not have to have the burden of uh, of race laid laid upon our narrow, delicate shoulders. Uh, you can find that over at suboptimalpods.com. That's a subscription-based site where we, uh, you know, help help keep this free-ass show a free-ass show. Um, so, yeah, go check it out over there and subscribe if you're so inclined. Oh, I guess in theory I should say everyone watch that 90s show when it comes out. Yeah, oh, yeah, wait, I what can't date wait. is it coming out? Uh, the 19th or 17th, I think. It's like in a week. Like that. Yeah, Hell like yeah. it looks so. so fun. It really Actually, looks like perfectly nostalgic. Watch, yeah. watch the whole thing if you like it. Just watch episode three if you don't like it. Because I'm, okay. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need those numbers. What yeah. is it like? Hulu? Where, uh, where can you watch it? Netflix. Oh, great! Ever heard Netflix. of it? Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ever that's awesome. Heard of it? And then Who since knows? the three of us have last seen each other, I released my big video project oh, right. I've been oh working on for yes. six months called "Where the Potty At." P O D D Y. It's on YouTube. <laughs> um, there's yeah. some subtle "Yo, is this racist?" and "Yo, can we live?" references <laughs> sprinkled throughout it. So listeners of this show might enjoy that. And it's with my friends Harry and Sarah. I made a um, fake podcast for. Uh, several months for just for the sake of a review and if that's Ooh. confusing to you i think i probably explain it better when i wrote it a while ago <laughs> um but yeah it was a lot of fun and the first like half hour is on uh, is on youtube um hope you yes enjoy. now when you say subtle yo is this racist um nods do you mean like do you have a bit about how there's no good merch? There's no merch you can come up with that won't be seen as horribly offensive to wear on one's body. I did tell that to Leah yesterday. Like, um, we were talking about like, oh, that should be a shirt, and it was like kind of some. <laughs> just, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember saying like, oh, we have a running bit how like, um, all the <laughs> fucked up stuff we say on Yo's is racist and Yo can we live should only be pajama merch. <laughs> she was like, yeah, oh, this is the first podcast merch. exclusive pajama line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things you use and wear in your home and nowhere else. Yeah. Um, Not because it's comfortable, a, but because you shouldn't yeah. leave your house with it. <laughs> because it's un, 
Not because it's comfortable, because it's uncomfortable. Those are the <laughs> hey. truths that we live with in Yoas is racist. Actually, it just occurred to me there's another place we could do merch. We could do coffee mugs where just the, the joke is printed on the inside of the mug. Wow, oh. that's a great idea. That's <laughs> like, like a, the last a, time I, I was in Alabama and I went to a chicken restaurant and it was really fun and there was a band playing and I was like, wow, what a great night. And I finished my plate of chicken and when it was done, the plate itself was a Confederate flag. Oh, oh no! You guys really want to reveal. That's how they get you. Yep. Yeah. That's when you hear the click of the camera. It's like, gotcha. <laughs> As I'm holding it up next to my face. Like, Wait. <laughs> no. It's good chicken. Uh, it's really good. Oh man. Well, um, I guess we can have we can continue the debate of how racist you need to be to cook food. Um, Look, if the f- look, you can be that level of racist where it's hidden and it's just on a plate, and outwardly I don't feel it anywhere else. If the chicken is that good, at least it's at least it yeah, at least it was away from view most of the time. Exactly. And, and for the I listeners, that's Tawny speaking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing: if the chicken wasn't that good, I wouldn't have cleaned my plate, and I never yep. would have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> They're incentivized to make the chicken good, and right. that's the key. You want to be racist? (laughs) You better season your food. (laughs) Well, uh, we're off to a great start. 2023. Let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we've got some uh, some voicemails, I'm sure. I I assume. We sure do. I feel like I ended that act implying that these voicemails were a doozy. They're not particularly Doozicious, but people got a little. You know what? I feel like in the absence of us um, checking people live on air, um, people got a little wordy in this last tranche. Mm. Maybe it was because people had had time and they were like um, uh, just really like going for it, or that you're maybe maybe you're on a little vacation and you're going for it. But Mm. you know, this is this is a one time only. length of po- of uh, voicemails. So don't yep. give this up, fools. Here we go. Hi, Andrew, Tani, and producer Kevin, and guest, if you have one. My name's Joel. I'm calling from Riverside, California. And I'm a white guy. A couple of weeks ago, or whenever it was, uh, that Brittany Griner was released, I was genuinely very happy to hear that news that morning. And I walked into the office, to the hospital where I work, And I said to my two colleagues, uh, neither of whom are black, hey, isn't it amazing that Brittany Griner was released from the Russian prison today? And their immediate response, without missing a beat, was, well, it just bothers me that she thought she was above the law. You don't have to agree with a country's politics, but, like, you got to follow them. And I'm so tired of celebrities just thinking they're above everything. And I was shocked that their initial response was not, yes, it's wonderful news that this American citizen who did nothing wrong was freed from a Russian prison. So my question for you is, is that shitty of them or is that racist and shitty of them? (laughs) Anyway, I think I already know your take on it, but I'm grumpy and getting over COVID and I want to be validated. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very much. I love your show. Bye. 
Andrew, you literally said, like, I feel like people just have time. Homie's yeah. like, I, I've been in bed for a week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Looking at yep. the news, getting mad at my coworkers, thinking about stuff. I simply did not remember that, even though I, I pulled these voicemails yesterday. You know yeah. what? That's that's the beauty of of these voicemails is you know what they're always kind of a surprise to me also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they always fly right out of my brain the moment after I hear them. Yeah. So what were we talking about? Oh right, uh, your annoying coworkers <laughs> that have clearly just been fed some. They've been fed and they fully joyfully swallowed some terrible talking point from a yeah. Fox News entity about this quote-unquote celebrity being above the law or thinking that she was when yeah i don't know you never you never took a vape cartridge on a plane huh well and also it's like like i i feel like the thing that like got me a little bit was like this is like the realm of kind of racist thought that's like technically correct but give me a fucking break like sure mm-hmm. but like being like like if that's it, i think the caller's like point of like that being your first reaction is like indicative of something even if you're not like quote unquote wrong right um it's like yeah but like you know it's it's the basic like i guess it's that like if if you aren't breaking the law why are you afraid of the police and it's because the system yeah. is racist and people of color are disproportionately punished I know. Whenever um, anyone like rides so hard for like the law and the legality of things as being like the ultimate arbiter of fairness and decency and morality, I'm always looking at them sideways because I'm like, yeah, yeah. What have have <laughs> you seen how the laws Earth? work? <laughs> yeah, have you seen Earth? Yeah, have you lost your mind. Um, so yeah, anyone just being like, if your first reaction isn't just compassion and like. Yeah, just relief that this woman who it, it did nothing wrong. Because if she yeah. was in this country, if she was in, you know, California, nothing yeah. would have happened to her. So you're saying that you believe so wholeheartedly, you're such a simp for r- Russian drug laws that yeah. it's important to you that our celebrities uphold their law. That's what's important to you? You care that much about Russia? Yeah. Well, also, I, it's I like... Clearly, there are, you know, the, it's it's not the laws; it's the disproportionate application, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the power that we give to, uh, you know, cops and stuff. The discretion is where it's mm-hmm. racist. Like the law is whatever, but pretending that's the only thing that exists is like that's racist or dumb, yeah, or both, right? Often both. Also, because like it, I don't know. It, Law or not, white folks like who he's describing from his office are the first ones in another country to like get caught up in some shit and be screaming about how they're an American and they have rights. So <laughs> totally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got COVID in Canada and they locked me in my hotel room. And the number of times I said, they can't do this to me, I was like, oh my gosh. Emma. <laughs> I sound like Claire Danes in Broke Down Palace right now. <laughs> I was like, they cannot lock me away. I'm an American. <laughs> The answer was they sure could, and they sure did. Mm-hmm. I just also like, and it's probably pessimistic, but I feel like it's always safe. Is I just never assume I align politically with coworkers, and I've worked at like very mm. more liberal leaning, like left leaning places, but I just always assume like 
there's always going to be people at a job that I'm just like, yeah, that yeah. guy's got wild takes. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just always like cautious to talk unless I know the person like well. Um, and maybe yeah. this person like assumed they knew, they knew these people well. Um, yeah. I just always assume like, I'm not going to, I don't know, yeah, oh but maybe God. that's yeah. the, the cowardice it's, way out. Maybe I should not, be more open about it. But Well, I think it's like, it's a reasonable assumption and then whatever you do with it. Look, if these people were cool with cool opinions, you wouldn't have to pay me to hang out with them. Exactly. That's, that's work. <laughs> uh, and Andrew, you have to stop texting me that, by the way. It feels yeah. very pointed. You know what? Also, uh, Andrew, you, you describing work as you getting paid to hang out with people is also very indicative of your work This style. guy's like, I work in a uh, fucking hospital, man. Nope. I'm not hanging out with these people. I, it is genuinely... Um, Dr. Andrew. What's am, up, dude? I am the worst employee... Ever <laughs> watch ninety show or at least the third episode of it, <laughs> where the cast hangs out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode Andrew hung out with. <laughs> yeah, I hung out really hard on that one. <laughs> Hang out um, high. Oh my god, this <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, Wait, did did I tell you the the nickname that the um, kids from my hometown? Because I went to this high school that was like yeah, that's why Tony said it. Oh, you did. Okay, but maybe we didn't say it on this show. Maybe that was more of a yo can we live? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I was just I I was truly like I was like wait, were you talking about 90? okay? Anyway, okay. The quick version of it is um, yeah, I went to a, like a hippie ass high school where we call our teachers by our first names and people smoke weed in class and. Um, kids that went to the normal high school call that hangout high, which is true. That's all we did. And that is very much where I learned my work ethic from. Did you go to the cruise the same year where you were at hangout high? Um, no, because I transferred to hangout high sophomore year. So it must have been the spring break, maybe right before. That's cool. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, that's I feel like how I the got cruise that. was kind of a gateway drug to hang out high. Mm-hmm. No, the gateway drug to hang out high was LSD. But, um... <laughs> I mean, put that on the shirt. I don't understand why we aren't making merch. Put that on the inside of my coffee cup. <laughs> don't talk to me until I've had my morning LSD. <laughs> At the bottom of a coffee cup. Oh, with a little Confederate flag next to it. We tie it all together. <laughs> Guys. This merch is makeable. Now, as we pitch of everyone, just it's the the it's like a gumbo of merch. Just all of us throw in a little a little something and we just print it at the bottom of a coffee cup. Yeah. And you're supposed to ceremonially drink the coffee and then smash the cup right away. This is like if we asked an AI to come up with merch for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and we'll talk more about that on Yoko We Live. I can't wait. Tawny versus AI merch. Let's kick this next voicemail and see if we can help this person. Hey, Yo Crew. So, I'm a white person. I work at a place where most of the staff are people of color, um, mostly Asian, Pacific Islander, but there are some other folks sprinkled in. Um, Anyway, uh, Today, there was a going away party. People were talking about, oh, what are you currently watching on TV? A couple of coworkers said, oh, watching the Megan and Harry docu-series, whatever thing. Um, I personally do not give a single shit about royalty royals or whatever. But my coworkers were like, oh, you know, she just she doesn't seem trustworthy. 
Did she, like, marry him for the right reasons? I don't think she did. It's a very suspicious. Talking about Meghan Markle, which normally I would not give a shit at all. But obviously Meghan Markle's been subject to a ton of racist uh, treatment in the U.K. and the U.S. But also the one black staff member we have in the office is also in this room in this discussion and in my head, I'm thinking, y'all are saying that this black biracial woman is suspicious and untrustworthy with the one biracial black woman we have on staff sitting here with us. I don't know. Bad vibes, or am I overthinking it? Am I, <laughs> am I overthinking it? I just... Anyway, toodles. I'd like to offer it a correction that I guess you can't talk about anything at work. I don't know why I was trying to be like, yeah, don't talk about this. It's like, you really can't even be like, what do you, what's everyone watching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out just people are bad all yep, over. Yep, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Again, if they were cool, yeah. you wouldn't have to Look, pay me to hang out with them. Okay, again, I'm going to sound like Again, I'm standing up for actors too much. With when largely oh. like we are a privileged class of mostly stupid kind of entitled people, mostly <laughs> because there there is not a, a, a an intellectual requirement in order to do this job. I will just I will I will say that as an actor. However, <laughs> I need to stand up for the fact that because of capitalism and because of how terrible. Hollywood is and how they reward people who do this job more than we reward people behind the camera who are as important, if not more important in making the product. Do you do, does anyone fundamentally understand what it means that she was on suits? Suits was huge. It was not huge. Man, I did not know where this was going. I know. I I went a roundabout way. This woman did not need to marry some dusty colonial ass, you know, (laughs) some imperialist in order to raise her profile. She was on a huge show. She made buckets of money. She Mm -hmm. was well-liked. She could have any job she wanted after Suits. There's just no need. So for anyone to be like, oh, man, did she do it for the right reason? She's not trustworthy. You know what's not trustworthy is you not understanding how money works. Because... Yeah. She had it and she was fine. I know. Well, that was like a circular roundabout way to get to what I was trying to say. I love Both it. money and like the fucking, you know, especially uh, the the thing I clocked because this is a me problem is um, that the, the other people of color besides this, uh, the black woman in the office were Asian folks. And the particular irony of royalist Asians is truly like, I mean, look. My, I know my big flaw, my only flaw, is uh, how critical I am of Asian people. Um, but come the fuck on, you dipshits! Like the British royal family has done almost the most to hurt other Asian people, or to hurt Asian people, except for maybe other Asian people uh, on this entire fucking planet throughout history. And like standing up for them is like the most boot licking shit you can do. I fucking ugh. So Andrew and I both have responded on brand for this yeah, year. Yeah, all we did, all we did was hear the part that was us, our part. It was our part. Andrew's like, fucking, don't be a, a bootlicking monarchy, monarchy supporting weirdo, and I'm like, 
Suits, guys. Suits yeah. was an international smash hit. You show. know how long Suits was on? Well, look, People and it's also it. it's true, and it's also like you think she's like, oh my god, yeah, all this, yeah, the, you're you're absolutely right. This like trustworthy shit or like implications of any kind of gold digging stuff. Like, you know, it's a fucking gold digger is the royal family holding out their palms and stealing from now at I was least they, say, only st- they literally yeah. dug up the gold from other yeah. countries and took it <laughs> <laughs> they are literal gold diggers <laughs> they dug it up they kept it they didn't give it back <laughs> like thinking there's some kind of like and she's even- friends with tyler perry who needs who in this relationship <laughs> It I truly, saw a tweet that was like that royal baby's family tree is crazy when Tyler Perry is oh, her godfather yeah, and Queen Elizabeth is your, grand, <laughs> your grandmother. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Ultimately, it's so weird. Look, I don't, I don't know. I don't know Meghan Markle. She seems fine, but mm. I just know <laughs> that she had enough money and status and. Ability to do whatever the fuck she wanted that she did not need whatever y'all think is nefarious about her. There's she didn't need any of it. So yeah, I mean, I I think I mean yeah. The the double edged sword of it is like being mad at Meghan Markle requires two things, which I guess are kind of the same. Two sides of the same coin, or maybe one side of the same coin, which is like believing that the monarchy is good or special or noble. And then I guess also believing that the monarchy is good or special or noble. Right. Just like, what do you, like you think hitching basically? Yeah, that's what it is. If you think hitching your wagon to the fucking, any part of this family is a positive thing. You're Mm -hmm. crazy. You're, I mean, you're a racist boot looking asshole. Um, it also speaks and, a little bit to the like the very American and, and not American. Probably it's probably less of an American idea. It's probably more like uh, just just the idea that if you are a quote unquote you know an actor who is not like super famous, like the idea yeah. that anyone who's not an A lister hasn't yet made it and is in some way still desperate to get to this like upper echelon one percent of acting, which is just like. I, I don't know. I guess just like in the business, there's the, the middle class of actors is is such a huge, huge part of it that yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just easier for us to understand that like, no, a lot of times you just get to a place where you're like kind of good mm-hmm. and you're like fine and you're not a household name, but you're you have money, you're fine. So I don't know. There's this idea that she needed to like further her station in some way. It's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Suits was huge. I'm sure her quote was crazy. <laughs> right? And that show was syndicated, right? And it's a yes, drama. Those residuals? Oh my god. You think this that's like you know, robbing all the diamonds in India money. So think think about Suits residuals is robbing all the diamonds in India money. You know, that by the time it's by the time it's filtered down to, oh man, I you know what I I like the idea of like a plain white coffee cup that on the inside it's basically yeah. like a Doctor Bronner's level of inside jokes that can't be repeated that just go printed all around the outside just like yeah. every square inch after like let's you get like maybe an inch of whiteness and then below mm-hmm. that where like kind of coffee and eyeline level don't really typically see it's just all the shit that you can't say from a you know, who's this racist yeah 
time. It seems like a just like a diatribe. It seems like a what was the name of it? Like it's just like John Hinckley's letters to Jodie Foster, all just <laughs> uh-huh. scribbled yeah. on the inside of the cup. Uh-huh. Written by hand. This is good merch. What could this possibly is, go wrong? Hey, it's even better podcasting. If you guys don't oh, uh, hear from me for the rest of the year, I pitched my Suits rewatch podcast to Spotify for $650,000, <laughs> and uh, I retired at 30. So it was fun. Yeah, they ate it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, wait. Okay, there was an actual element to this question that might be a thing, which is like, um, so if I... If I heard this correctly, and I probably didn't, but if I heard it correctly, there was one mixed woman in the office. Um, oh, right, 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 right. We skipped over that res- part. Too. Did not respond to all this, and our white caller wanted to know what to do. Or just Something. if it was weird that they were carrying out this conversation in front of her. Which yeah. I'm like, no, it sounds like they're going to be like that regardless of where they are uh, yeah. or who's in the room with them. Um, yeah. It's, it, it is this thing, I think, like, this has come up multiple times on the show, but not first time in 2023, which is, like, what do you do when, like, there is, um, you know, we'll call it, this is probably north of a microaggression, but I guess maybe not. Um, but the person that is most directly affected by it in this setting um, doesn't do or say anything, and you are a white person who is, sees it, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because... All the solutions are pretty bad. Saying something is pretty bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Taking your coworker, your black coworker, to the side and being like, "Hey, I really see you there." It's like so smarmy and like it's rough. Uh, talking to the aggressors, but constantly gesticulating or making eye contact <laughs> towards the affected party is also kind of fucked. I've definitely had that happen to me before, where I'm like, "Please stop! Please stop referencing me." <laughs> yeah. Is there an actual best case scenario? I guess of the bad solutions, and there's probably somewhere close to a tonal version where you just don't press it, but like saying something privately to the to the black person in this case is tough and tricky and probably also wrong. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, no, I think you just like. I think you with whatever your professional workplace, whatever etiquette or whatever the fuck will allow, I think just pushing back in the moment on the people saying the fucked up thing, you know, as loudly and as clearly as as you can, that that demonstrates to the person you're worried about, you know, where your support is. And then you don't need to direct anything directly to them. Yeah, it's yeah. It I, I as even as this advice is coming out, I'm just like, yes, in theory, in practice, this is so hard to pull off. It's really hard because you're gonna find yourself gesturing at her a lot. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Just keep your hands in your pockets the whole time you talk. Yeah. Keep your hands in your pockets, keep your eyes trained on the ceiling, and you know, just make your point. Oh, man. Tony, are you okay? <laughs> Fine. I didn't really have some things to say. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, best of probably a bunch of bad solutions, but, and, and one of the bad solutions is definitely doing nothing. So, yeah. ugh, it's probably the best one. Try it out. Let us know how it goes. Is this, did we, listen, we're getting back into the swing of things. We barely know what's happening. We've swung. We're swung. We've swung. We've swung in. Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah, this has been, uh, st- still remains Yosis racist. Um, someone figure out what the best way to get this merch made is. Um, yeah. not us. Um, three two three three eight nine seven two two three. That's three two three three eight nine race. Kevin J. Bartell, Tronny Newman, Andrew T. On post? Did I say post already? I just made a letterbox this weekend. Um, should have made it Kevin J. Bartelt, just did Kevin Bartelt, but I'm trying to use it to like watch more movies this year. Um, my first review, I put a typo, so now I'm putting a typo in every single one of my reviews. Um, nice. I am only describing card. the food I'm eating while watching the movie. Um, so pretty good. Yep. Better than most. Better mm-hmm. than most reviews. Um, yeah, and if you're in anywhere in the Bay Area, come. Come, uh, come see us on February fourth, seven thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Cobbs. Is or Cobbs where our our last SF sketch show, sketch fest show was? Who can who can know who can remember? I that? don't remember. Oh, and I should say, um, because after I tweeted this, um, some folks in Austin reached out. Um, we need to follow up with our agent to figure out when we're going to be able to come back. Um, scheduling is a little tricky on that score. Um, yes. But we are aware that we, you know, we still need to come to Austin. We're going to figure it out. And if you happen to be floating around in the Pacific Ocean off the coast oh, yes. of Mexico, yes. come catch me on the Star Trek cruise, baby. Do it. Maybe I will be there. I'm not going to be there. Maybe I will be there. Bye. Bye. This is Sub Optimal.